Good morning. Today and tomorrow, I'll give some uh, reflections on practicing with the Anapanasati Sutta, the Buddha's teaching on mindfulness of breathing. Everybody has a copy of a condensed version of the sutta in the chanting sheets. This is a practice which was important in the Buddha's own awakening. And when the Buddha himself went on a long retreat, This is what he practiced. It's an extraordinary teaching that I find so well-rounded. It presents a way of practicing where it's quite clear how calm and insight, samatha vipassana, work together. The Buddha described how uh, samatha vipassana work together with a simile like uh, two oxen working in tandem to pull the plow. Because there's concepts in the way uh, we as humans have a tendency to uh, grasp and at our discriminations is absolute separate realities we grasp at calming practice samatha practice grasp at vipassana practice I think we have to do all this samatha practice calming practice jhana practice absorption practice before I can really even think about insight. Whereas in this teaching, it's so clear how the two flow into one another, support one another. Beginning of the sutra, the Buddha says, bhikkhus, when mindfulness of breathing is developed and cultivated, 
It is of great fruit and great benefit. When mindfulness of breathing is developed and cultivated, it fulfills the four foundations of mindfulness. When the four foundations of mindfulness are developed and cultivated, they fulfill the seven enlightenment factors. And when the seven enlightenment factors are developed and cultivated, they fulfill true knowledge and deliverance. And how is mindfulness of breathing developed and cultivated so that it is of great fruit and great benefit? Here, gone to a forest or to the root of a tree or to an empty hut one sits down having folded the legs crosswise, keeping the body erect, and having mindfulness, established mindfulness in front, to the fore, making mindfulness important. Mindful one breathes in, mindful one breathes out. And then Buddha, the Buddha lays out uh, 16 steps. Don't be intimidated by, oh, 16, too complicated. The 16 are made up of four tetrads. Four, four line teachings. Each of the tetrads is associated with a foundation of mindfulness. The Buddha taught that our attentiveness, our training of attending to, mindful of, connecting with our experience, really bears fruit when it has four roots, four foundations. Mindfulness of body, Mindfulness of feeling, what's called Vedana. Those sensations that have a valence. Every moment has a valence. It's, it's pleasing, attractive, pleasant, or it's displeasing, painful, not easy to be with. Or somewhere in between, between the neutral feeling. This is Vedana feeling tone. Buddha taught that as the second foundation, very important. Third foundation of mindfulness is the jitta, the awareness, awareness of awareness. The mindfulness also notices its own knowing It's on ground. And mindfulness, fourth foundation, mindfulness of dharmas, principles. They give one perspective and all the experience. It's unfolding, all the conditioned experience. Sights, sounds, smells, tastes. 
sensations, thoughts, images, impulses. And sometimes one can think, or certainly one can, uh, these different four-line teachings in each around each foundation of mindfulness. Yes, one can spin longer on them. But one can also learn to flow through them very, in the course even of a sitting. And that's why I say well-rounded. Even just in a, in a moment, in a, at a moment, in a short time period, one can touch into, overlook these trainings, making sure that our attentiveness has gathered in the form of this body, the feeling tone. Very important when we're not conscious of feeling tone. That triggers it's called the jitta sankara. Feeling tone and perception tends to, to set the heart. It triggers it. We can oftentimes just move toward pleasant, pleasure to keep it or be anxious about losing it or averse to pain to get away from it. Not aware of our relationship with feeling. Unawareness, ignorance of that. constellates and perpetuates so much dukkha, so much suffering. And we can get so involved with the objects of awareness, sometimes we don't know this awareness itself, that third tetrad, checking out the heart. How's the awareness? What's shaping the awareness? Just even to acknowledge, ah, this, this knowingness, this subjective sense of being, knowingness is being shaped by restlessness or dullness or desire or aversion or tangled. This knowingness is so tangled with thoughts, doubts. But we can consciously free the jitta, consciously realize all these patternings moving through the jitta and one can gently let them be, rest more and more in the heart itself, being the knowing, resting in that inherent principle of the heart. And touching, touching into Not having to wait till we have some level of samadhi before we really, I want it to be really strong so that I can just blow out those on cars. Boom, kitty sorrow. That's fine. But even while we're deepening our samadhi, even to have moments of Breathing in and out, training ourselves to be aware of change does not 
shut down the samadhi. Oh, it's Vipassana. You're on another bridge there, buddy. You're going off track. Deepen that jhana. Keep your mind focused. Since when does noticing change obstruct jhana? Oh, it's tricky. It's slippery slope, kitty. God, I've spent months clamping down on getting it subtler, 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 more refined, more refined. We're going to blow this thing up. (laughs) Wow. It's going to be a spectacle. (laughs) And I'll write it down too. But to notice change. Yeah, if you make a big burden out of it, but to notice change is an easeful thing. Changing nature of sensation. Changing nature of impression. It brings more ease into one's abiding. And always our samadhi, it's important to know our, our states, our progress is always changing. And when we really take in the implications of that, we hold more lightly, the dispassion comes in. We start to see that whatever is keeps dissolving, dissolving, dissolving. And as we rest in letting be, letting go, touching into the heart herself, the ground herself, And actually, samadhi deepens more naturally. So in this, tonight, tomorrow morning, I'm going to touch on these themes more, but just this morning, just to have a brief, with the body as it is, sitting, Mindful breathing in, mindful breathing out. The first first task is so simple. Just noting, noticing. It's already using discernment. How do you know when you're breathing in? Just know when you're breathing out. Not in a hurry. Breathing in is a, is a reception. We're receiving a gift. Breathing out is an offering. And then the Buddha talks about knowing the long, whether you're breathing in long or short. I'll talk more about that. That later, but one of the ways of understanding this is Tanisha has been pointing out, and his Ajahn Chah used to encourage us is sometimes when we bring attention to the moment and we realize we're a bit distracted or a bit oxygen starved, as we're so busy getting somewhere, is to consciously take a long breath. Consciously receive that vitalizing principle. And slowly breathing out, softening the forehead, jaw, shoulders, chest, 
ribs, lower back, hips. Few long, easeful breaths. And on the out-breath, really receiving this moment, sitting here. And then as we allow the breath to be the way it wants, we can just even just discern how some breaths are a little longer, some breaths are a little shorter. But we're listening into the body and giving it permission to breathe in a way that's comfortable. As we listen into the body, we might realize the body might want to breathe in more fully. Quicker or slower. Or more shallow and gently as we're just knowing. Knowing when breath's coming in, knowing when breath's coming out. Sometimes the short breath, our friend and teacher Ajahn Sajito describes the short breath as when we allow our being with the breathing to find a spot. It just feels comfortable. Might be the nostrils, might be the chest, might be the belly. Just being with that part of the body as we know. There's no when the breath's coming in. No when the breath is flowing out. Not being in a hurry. Allowing the breathing to be comfortable. Receiving carefully, appreciatively the rhythm, the pulse, the texture, the feeling tone of being with the breathing there. It's simple. Where breathing in, where breathing out in one part of the body. And at this point the Buddha changes the language from just knowing or understanding breath coming in and out, he uses, introduces in all the remaining steps the term training. He then talks about training ourselves to be sensitive to the whole body as we breathe in. Sensitive to the whole body. 
So we breathe out. So we're exploring, expanding the awareness to receive the whole of the body, the hands and the feet, skin, sensing the posture, holding the breath quite lightly. as we're with the sensation of the whole body breathing in and out. There might be parts that are uncomfortable. One might focus in on that area as one breathes in. As one's breathing out, widening the awareness, softening that tissue subtly, allowing those sensations to mingle with the rest of the body. The whole body, sensitive. But still just gently holding on, tracking the sense of breathing in and out. Anywhere that's tense, anywhere that's holding. That next step, the last step of the first tetrad is calming this body as we breathe in and out. A wide, relaxed awareness. It has within it the whole body However we receive that, each out-breath is a conscious blessing of the body, of relaxing, letting go of stress. And from that wider place, training ourselves to breathe in. Experiencing joy. Breathe out experiencing joy. The Buddha uses the word pitti, a rapture. We, we make it way too far out there. The Buddha calls on us rather than waiting around. I've been I don't know where that... Joy is, where is it? We practice enjoying quietly, quietly. Appreciating as we breathe in and out. We have a wide awareness, the whole body. Letting the body, holding that a little more gently. Breathing in. Enjoying. Even if there's uncomfortable feeling, we can savor as the awareness receives that fatigue or receives that stress and enjoying bring it in, bringing it into the heart of our listening, of our awareness. As we consciously enjoy 
Our breathing might want to get more deep or shallow. Let the body breathe in the way that it wants to as we're consciously enjoying. It's a subtle practice. As joy refines, we're not so much enjoying as we're relaxing, we're breathing in and out, experiencing sukha, which means contentment. It's not pretending to like everything, but being okay, at ease. Breathing in and out at ease. So that's different from enjoying. It's a more, it's stepping back a little more. Letting things be a little more. We're still with the breath, but we're content. At ease, breathing in. at ease with the out-breath when it comes. Noticing if there's movements of the heart that are pulling us out. It's what's called the jitta-sankara. If there are thoughts and impulses, we notice them. And usually what triggers the heart is reactivity to feeling. By experiencing quiet joy and letting that ripen into ease. We're cultivating more skill with feeling. Any other thoughts, Patterns, we can consciously notice them and with kindness, what allows us to calm the jitta sankara, the thoughts of the heart, mind, is kindness. Not reacting. Just letting a word come and dissolve like at ease. Or our word, butto, just awake. Kuan Yin, just at ease listening. She's always at ease. You can let a word come and dissolve as we're being at ease. Breathing in and out, aware of awareness. This body, these feelings are all appearing, being known by this ground of awareness. Still in touch gently with the fact that breath is coming in and out. We're noticing that centrality. 
of beingness, awareness, knowingness. That awareness has joy within it, a quiet, pure joy. Just the joy of being awake. Breathing in and out. Resting in that joy of the heart that is awake. Steadying. Relaxing into this ground of awareness. The body's there, right here. A thought is right here that maybe reminds us to just peacefully breathe in, peacefully breathe out. Unifying as we rest in this quietly joyful awareness of breathing. Freeing the heart from being concerned about our desires and aversions, doubts and worries. They're just patterns moving through the sky of awareness. But we're resting, letting go into awareness that knows when the breath comes in, that knows when the breath comes out. Liberating the heart from worries. Breathing in and out, aware of change. Peacefully recognizing the changing nature of the sensation. The impressions, the sounds, such a cascade of flow, as sounds and sensations and thoughts mingle, perceptions shift and dissolve. Breathing in and out, just contemplating, experiencing anicca, change. And as that sinks in, we realize everything's flowing, shifting every moment. What can really be kept as mine? a flow, a river, recognizing that leads to dispassion as we allow things to keep fading. Each out-breath fades, each in-breath dissolves into the out-breath, 
each one ending, ceasing, dissolving. Breathing in and out, letting be, letting go. Letting go of trying to get somewhere. Because wherever it is, it keeps changing. Recognizing we can let go into what is already here. Inviting, luminous, ever-present, this wondrous heart. Breathing in and out, giving back all that doesn't belong. Giving back to Mother Nature. Have a wonderful day of practice. We've got this auspicious occasion. Let's use it well. I'll continue uh, seeing people uh, today in uh, interviews, so check if you're on the list. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.